Uh, gentlemen, I come to you with just the heinous of news today. Oh, go on. Someone's already playing a cyberpunk. Really? <laughs> of course. There is some fucker out there playing cyberpunk right now, and it's not me. <laughs> they find out who? I don't know if they know, but it's out there enough that it's made news, and now I know someone out there is playing cyberpunk that's not me. That's... I would... How? I don't know. I guess something broke street date or something. I do not know. Because an entire game being leaked early is... That's actually pretty uncommon. Yeah. I mean... Because generally, like, the people who work there, you know, like, the testers, I mean, yeah, they've already played it. Yes. Like, there's... I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about some bastard on Twitch right now playing cyberpunk. And it's not me. Hello and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast episode, what is this, 229 or something? Yes, no, maybe? Uh, yeah, we are 229 actually. Jesus, it's a lot of podcasts. But yes! <laughs> welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, a podcast about video games, but I suspect primarily this week about, well, Shadowlands. For the first time ever in podcast history, Alex has, and I, I, I hesitate to say this, free reign to make all of the Shadow Realm jokes you can possibly cram into a podcast episode this week. I, I'm sorry, but we literally have a video game expansion out there called Shadowlands, which is close enough, and I, I, I just can't fight it this week. Alex, you've earned your Shadow Realm jokes, if you so wish to use them. I'm sorry if you don't want to put up with this, come back next week. We, we understand. But as always, I'm Charlie, a.k.a. Mordak, or Mordak Undivided on some platforms still. I'm joined by Alex, a.k.a. Mave Online, and, of course, Henry. It's just Nomad Hard these days, or it's just Kraken Zero. I'm having a moment. Kraken Zero. Kraken Zero. Yeah, he consolidated everything. Yes, I know. I can never remember which way the consolidation (laughs) went. Like, I'm pretty sure it's Kraken, but my brain's telling me Nomad, and that's wrong. Well, like, on Discord, it's right there. Yes. Yeah. No, Nomad Hard is in the Shadow Realms. Kraken Zero is alive in our world. Should we just go straight to the Shadowlands talk, Alex? Like, I expect you have the most <laughs> talk about video games this week. Like, you're here first off, which I think we're all a little bit surprised by. We can hear the just wow, addled uh, withdrawal in your voice right now, the lack of sleep, the, like, fact you probably gnawed off at least one fingernail trying to get through a queue system. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, first and foremost, the Shadowlands so far has been a lot of fun. If you can get into the game. So, I play on Area 52, which I guess I found out through the expansion release, is that Area 52 is the most populated server in all of WoW. Which I did not know, because I'm on Area 52. So, I've had three hour long queues to get into the game when I log in in the afternoon. Jesus. So, yeah. Uh, I have guildies who have PowerShell scripts that press spacebar. So when they leave to like take an, a break or something, it keeps them logged in because it sends a command spacebar to their fucking computer so they don't get logged out. Jesus, there's like a corner of an alehouse jumping up and down like an idiot. 
No, what it does is every X, like I think it's like every fifteen or twenty minutes, all they do is all it does is the, it'll press spacebar once, and it resets their AFK timer. So, yeah, um, I am not that. I mean, I could do it, but I was like, eh, that's way more effort than I want to put in. But instead, it's cool because what I'll do is I'll turn it on, log in, get in the queue, and clean around the house. And then come back when my queue's done. So, um, overall, though, I, I have to say I've had a lot of fun with this expansion so far. I really do enjoy the storyline. And, of course, like, the art team just well, fucking... So, let's take crushed. a step back. We're actually here at this point. We've kind of beat around the bush some talking mm. about this. What the fuck is Shadowlands? So, Shadowlands is essentially what happens when characters die in the Warcraft universe. They, uh, you, you get sent to one of four areas, well, one of five areas, depending on what your soul, like what, what you did in, while you were alive. So if you were like completely of service and like really like just kind of pure, if you will, um, kind of like, for example, Uther Lightbringer, um, your body or your soul goes to Bastion, which is home of the Kyrians who, are the people who essentially ferry the souls to their other destinations. So, um, they, they basically go into service and they get really cool, like angel wings and all that. So that's kind of neat. Um, you also have people like, uh, Ursoc, if you remember Ursoc, the bear, uh, deity in Warcraft universe, uh, since Ursoc was kind of like a defender and kind of thing of like nature, their body goes to Ardenweald, which is kind of a big foresty nature area with tons of like, basically it's a it's it's a lot of influence with like the Emerald Dream and yeah, all it's, that. It's the and, Druid afterlife, for lack of a better phrase. Yeah, anyway, it's Druid life, but you don't have to necessarily have been a Druid to end up going there, kind of thing. It's sure. just if you were kind of like a protector, kind of thing. Like uh, somebody that you run into that would kind of give you an idea is Ysera, the Green Dragon aspect. They are, we find them in the Shadowlands, if you will. Um, then you have, uh, let's see, Ardenweald, Bastion. Uh, then you have uh, the Maldraxxus. So Maldraxxus is, if you were like a strong soldier or had a warrior spirit, like really, really strong warrior spirit, you go to Maldraxxus. Maldraxxus are defenders and guardians of the Shadow Realm. So they basically a lot of soldier fighting stuff, and it's very inspired by like necromancers and like bones and skeletons and stuff like that. So it's really, it's really, really cool looking. Um, they have like a giant gladiator ring in the middle of their continent, if you will, in the Shadowlands. Uh, so uh, an example of somebody who was there was actually Thrall's mom, uh, Dr- Draka. She's in the Shadowlands just to kind of give character context on that, because she was a strong warrior while she was alive. Um, and then the last one is Revendreth, which is, like, very gothic, vampire-themed, Dracula, kind of a whole setup. And for souls that were very prideful, uh, to a fault, like, really, really vain and prideful, um, they get sent to Revendreth to basically condemn and repent their sins while they were alive, if you will, and then they can be redeemed. Um, so, for example, people you would find in 
Revendreth, uh, you would have uh, not 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 throw. Oh, I can't remember his name. Garrosh Hellscream, who was super prideful about like the new horde and this and that. Um, you also have um, uh, not meant to be a quiz, but we're kind of getting the picture. But you said five. And that's only four so far. Well, that, that's four so far. Um, but like, so what happens is if you were an absolute fucking scumbag or just a horrible, horrible being, you get sent to the Maw. And the Maw is essentially hell. I guess so. Like, Revendreth, you can still kind of be redeemed, but if you're not, they send you to hell. Um, but they, uh, what's it called? They, um, the Maw is just you were a absolutely horrible human being or just a horrible person in while you were alive. So they essentially literally toss you into a fucking black hole and you're in hell. And the thing the 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 lore is that once you go to the maw, there's absolutely no way of getting out. Like that is it. And you, the champion, are the maw walker. You've somehow gone into the maw and you're able to actually travel out of it. But also, part of the reason is the quote-unquote machine of death is broken. So instead of, like, souls normally going into one of the first four, or then going to the Maw if it doesn't work out, every single soul is feeding into the Maw now. And as a result, the other four areas uh, are losing what's known as anima, which is kind of a spiritual essence source of power, if you will, because of the lack of souls going into their plane of existence kind of thing. So that's pretty much what the storyline is. We're trying to figure out why the the machine of death, if you will, is essentially broken and every single soul is being fed into the maw. Well, I, so. I guess I have two questions. So it sounds like you've got kind of these four pinnacle spots in your hell. Where do normal people go in this whole scheme of things? Do they like, get reincarnated? Do they get burned up? Like, do they just die and don't matter? Like They go it... into one of the four. Oh, okay, so it's not like... So they're no, pretty it, wide-reaching, I guess, in all four of those. Yeah, they're pretty wide-reaching. I gave you kind of more extreme examples based off the character lore stuff. But essentially, like, yeah, one of the four... You would go to the one of the four unless you were a bad kind of being, and then you get sent to the maw. But the problem is the, the function, or rather the sorting, if you will, uh, I guess the goofy way to say it is the person who puts you in your Gryffindor and, like, house, if you will, um, essentially has gone dormant because something happened to him. Uh, and then so every soul that comes through doesn't actually face any judgment to be assigned to their respective afterlife and just is being sent directly to the Maw. So. <laughs> womp womp. Yeah. Well, and I, okay, so your character is still in theory alive, right? Yes, my character is still alive, technically. How did they wind up in the land of the dead if they're still technically alive? And if you die in the land of the dead... Did you just like wake up in the real world? Like, no, you just wake up in the in, in the same area there. So what happened was um, there was a cinematic. I don't know if you saw it, but the one where yeah, I saw Sylvanas cracking the sky and stuff. Yeah. So it turns out that helm. So you, you were starting to find out more about it, but it turns out technically the helm of domination and uh, the, his sword were actually forged by beings in the maw. 
which is why the sword uh, was it Frostbringer? Frostmore. Uh, Frostmore, yeah. Frostmore is essentially able to capture souls. Is because it has rune carvings based off magic from the Maw, which is why the sword collects souls. Um. So the big kind of lore thing going on is, uh, do you remember those big demon-looking devil guys? Like there was one in Undercity. Can't remember his name. Oh, you're He's talking called, um killed the Nazrim. Yeah. So one of the big lore things going on around right now is that the Nazrim got those two items forged and escaped from the Maw with them, uh, because the Nazrim are also kind of another. Element, like kind of like I guess if you look at the grand scheme of like the Warcraft lore, they're kind of their own section of just wanting to bring absolute chaos into things, uh, more so than the Void Lords kind of thing. They're kind of pulling more strings out there, um, and they were able to have essentially they stole. I guess I guess the cheesy way of saying it is they stole technology from the Maw, and they brought it to Azeroth. So the Helm of Domination was a kind of a essentially a kind of our, our link into the Shadow Realms from there. So when Sylvanas shattered the helm, she essentially shattered that fabric between the land of the dead and the land of the living. So, and so we're using that as a kind of a reference point for that. So we're going to f- apparently find out more. And one of the beings you run into the Maw as you're kind of working with new stuff is a guy called the Rune Carver, who we all believe is the actual... Like Armorsmith and Blacksmith, who made uh, Frostmore and the Helm of Domination. Huh. So, so yes. who's the War Chief right now? Is it still Sylvanas? No, no War Chief anymore. They switched to a council. So, who's on the council? Um, the leader of the Blood Elves. Basically, the lead. Uh, yeah. So, the leader of the Blood Elves. And actually, that's kind of interesting because so the leader of the Blood Elves is still there. Uh, Bane Bloodhoof is still the Torrent Chief. Uh, the orcs don't really have a leader at the moment. It could be... Th- I don't know if it's Thrall, technically, but he could... I don't think he was showing up on the council. Um, uh, the trolls have some sort of other rep. The Zabby Boy, I guess, or something. But the one that's technically in charge of the undead right now is actually Arthas's sister. So in Battle for Azeroth, she was actually brought back from the dead. But not in the weird way you would think, where like she was rest and she's an undead. She was somehow brought back to life by the light. So she's actually a undead, if you will, that is powered by the light. So it's this weird kind of plane of existence she's in, technically. So she is, uh, she's kind of the liaison for the undead. Is she like Azeroth. undead, undead still, or is she like she's Jesus undead, undead? But she just has complete access and is. Powered by the light. Hmm. Yeah, I can't remember her name. Let me see. Uh... Janice. Janice, whatever the fuck Arthur's last name was. Uh, Kalia Menethil. That's her name. My name was Ben. Yeah. She's the daughter She's the daughter of Leanne Menethil and the king, of course. But is, yeah, she's the sister of Arthas. And so she looks kind of like undeadish, of course, but she... Uh, her eyes are actually compared to like what's it uh compared to like the normal undead, she's actually got fully white eyes kind of thing. And so she's essentially an undead infused with the holy light from uh you know, from the light, if you will. So 
But yes, sure. uh, so that's who's run, who's who's running the undead right now. After Sylvanas took off and did her thing, so. But yeah, so far though, um, it's it's a lot of fun. The again, it was interesting because they give you four different distinct kind of feels and looks as far as locations go, and they all have a very distinct kind of look, as opposed to kind of like let's say Legion, where you had to different sections all in the same area, but it was, like, kind of okay-ish themed. Like, they looked okay. Uh, or Battle for Azeroth, where everything kind of looked meh. But, like, this area, like, every area looks very distinct and has a very specific style and everything, and it looks really, really good. Uh, the Night Fae, which are the, like, fairy and, like, nature people in Ardenweald, mm-hmm. I think that's one of my favorite zones. Just because it looks so good. Like, there's really, really great shades of blue, and, like, it's just, it's really nice to look at. And if you like kind of the gothic look, if you will, you have the uh, Revendreth, which is very, like, very, like, Transylvania gothic vampire theme, so everything's kind of ornate and all that, and it's really, it's also really, really nice. So, but yeah. Um, yeah. Again, it's one of those things where if you can get into the queue, uh, the game has been a lot of fun to play. I will say, though, I've had more... I've had a lot of fun, actually. I, I So I had a plan. I was originally going to power through and just get my characters leveled and all that, because I'm like, all right, cool, I got my spreadsheet stuff and everything. I'm going to be solid. It's going to be great. And then, like, once I started playing it, I was like, man, fuck that. I'm going to actually do side quest <coughs> and kind of power my way through it, which is really, or not power my way through it, but like enjoy actually your time. enjoy my time leveling. And I did. Like, I'd watched every single cinematic. Like, it was a lot of fun to really kind of enjoy. So, it was, nah, it was I, enjoyable to go through it. I chose to take the same approach with Destiny because my clan was definitely trying to go for raid ready immediately. And I'm like, nah, I'm just kind of enjoy this as much as I can. So I, yeah, I I get the appeal of must be max level immediately, but at the same time, like, increasingly I'm just kind of a, hey, I'll get there eventually. The raids will be there, like, yeah. not missing much. Might as well actually enjoy my time with the game. Well, the nice thing, too, is the raid for us definitely doesn't open for two weeks. Oh, that's so nice. It gives characters enough time to catch up and do a lot of stuff leading into their, kind of leading up to it. And there's catch-up mechanics, and so the game itself is also really alt-friendly cool. compared to before. So one of the big things is, like, you level up one character completely I feel like you story. said this when Battle for Azeroth came out, and then by the end Battle for like, Azeroth was not alt. I never said that for Battle for Azeroth. I feel like you said they it first, to. but maybe not. They did, they did add mechanics eventually that made things a little bit alt-friendly, but it was still such a pain in the ass. Because they added so many systems upon systems that made issues with it. But, like, for this one, I'll give you an example. Uh, so, the first character you level, you have to do through the whole campaign. And instead of having you choose which section you level up in, it's a linear progression for the story. So they can kind of control the narrative as far as uh, telling the story for the character as it goes on for the first one. Um, and so, once that's done, then you get to the end, you make your choice of what covenant you join. Covenant being one of the four factions, part of the ones that are like, not hell, if you will. So you choose to be uh, like a fighter for Arden. Is there Wheel. a hell faction you can join if you want, or nah? No, no, there's not. No, 
But they're the bad guys, so... Can't join the bad guys in this one. But, uh... The nice thing is, when you create an alt, or when you start to go through as an, with an alt character, you have two options of leveling up. You can either play through the story like you did, um... What's it called? As, um... As your first character... Or you can do something what's called Threads of Fate, which I thought was really good. And what it is, is it essentially completes all four of the main campaign stories at once for you. And you level up doing dungeons, uh, side quests on the locations, which you'll get enough experience to be able to level up doing side quests and other objectives on the map. So you'll get the primary campaign done automatically because you already did it on your first character. And you can immediately start putting in work for your character into their covenant, so you're not feeling like you're, well, I've got to level up all through the campaign, then I've got to select my covenant, then do all my stuff leading up through the covenant stuff. It actually bypasses a lot of that to get you caught up as you're leveling instead of trying to play catch-up once you hit max level. So, it's a pretty nice system so far. It's, um, I've heard good things about it. I haven't done it yet because, like I said, I've been focusing on one character. No, it's it's nice to see an MMO, you know, doing this. I yeah, I've talked numerous times about how I'd like to basically any game that's like, okay, yeah, we won't let you swap what your character does. We have to have multiple characters. It's shitty to make your players go through the entire campaign multiple times just because it's a waste of time. Where it's like, no, no, I, I just want to get to the end. I've already done all this. I've already seen all this. It doesn't change. Just let me get to the part that you know matters to Endgame, please. Yeah. So you get to build up your character. You get to build up the resources and stuff you need for your Endgame stuff at level 50 once you've completed it on a first character and you select the option for Threads of Fate. So you're essentially building up the stuff you would do for catch-up mechanics as you're leveling. So it's kind of a two-in-one setup, which is, I think, a good design choice, personally. And since the design choice was already linear to begin with, it's not annoying or difficult to get through as far as that goes. Uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, I've had a lot of fun with it. And I think a lot of, it's actually kind of funny. Um, so I guess some, there was a, an article on Wowhead that said, hey, by the way, uh, we noticed that Blizzard didn't update the, the gold values on doing the Emissary Quest for Battle for Azeroth. And all the comments are like, fuck that, you couldn't pay me enough to go back to do that shitty content. So... I thought that was kind of funny that people were like, nah, I don't care how much gold you get from there. Fuck that content. So I just, I thought that was fucking great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, and I think every, so far I told everyone I've told to about the article, everybody was like, yeah, no, fuck that. I'm not going to do that. So it's kind of a just consensus across the board that just it's not Battle for Azeroth. And it's actually nice seeing some people who left because Battle for Azeroth was pretty bad as an expansion um, show up. And, like, my buddy list light up again with some people. So that's kind of nice. Um, yeah, no, overall, I gotta say, I've had a lot of fun so far. I'm still doing stuff. And, like, stuff that you do as far as PvE and PvP stuff actually matters for your character. So it's kind of nice. Um, I'm playing my Rogue right now, and I'm having a lot of fun on my Rogue. And, yeah, I think I'm gonna level up a, a Hunter next. Once I actually get around to it, so... But yeah, since I've had long queue times, I get in relatively late in the day, and then I'm up pretty late at night some nights playing. So like last night, uh, I think uh, after I was done with everything and finally settling in and going to bed, 
It was probably around 6.30 in the morning. So. Whoa. Yeah. But, I mean, I took the whole week off, so, like, I don't have to worry about going to work or anything. Like, I'm literally like, okay, well, I'll just make sure I set my alarm to wake up and let the dog out and feed my dog, and then <laughs> I'm going right back to bed after that, so. That's essentially what I did this morning before we got on the podcast was I let Beasley out and she got her food and then she's just hanging out in the living room now and I'm going to go ahead and after we're done recording this podcast, go right the fuck back to bed for a while. And, and some then... lines of Coke so you can be awake for this podcast. We know how you prepare, Alex. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, overall, I mean, other than like obviously Thanksgiving stuff is not really a thing yeah. this week and all that. So, um. I did actually have a little bit of a Thanksgiving, which was nice, but not, like, over the top with a bunch of people. It's people that I already associate with normally, so not a biggie yeah. in that sense. Um, but, yeah, other than that, like, it was, uh, it's been a nice week, except for the fact that, like, the one week I'm going to hunker down and get shit going, my fucking chair broke, and then my headset starts shorting out, so I'm running... I have my I have my earbuds in today, and my fucking chair broke. So I have a new yeah. chair coming in, but luckily it's those Black Friday Cyber Monday deals. So I got an okay deal on some of that stuff. So well, that's yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> what have you been like, up to, ah. or, sorry, sorry, I thought you were done, Alex. My bad. <laughs> Oh, no, I was just, compl- I was like, man, well, I, I, my, my headset was already starting to show it out, but when we finally showed it out, like, where, like, part, as I'm playing, part of the audio drops on the left side, and it's just blatantly yeah. obvious, and it annoys the shit out of me. I can't recommend the V-Moto I use enough. I'm a huge fan of it. Mm. I, uh, so I ended up buying a Bear Driver DT770. That's just headset. too many letters. Yeah, it's apparently a really, really, really nice headset. Well, I, I believe it with buy... that many letters in their name, but it's still just too many letters. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got a uh, a USB sound, or like a USB DAC and headphone amplifier. So sure. I actually, yeah, just because the, the headphones I bought have a higher uh, impedance and I need the actual power through it so I can get the actual benefit from them. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah. I think my headphones, the headphones I ordered are like 250 ohm. So. You're, you're saying a bunch of words in this context. I don't know what they mean. The impedance, the power needed to actually get the benefit from the headphones. Yeah, what, what's the benefit from the headphones, I guess? It's higher quality sound. Like, is it pushing HD sound, whatever the hell that stuff is called these days? Or are you rocking 4K sound now? Yeah, 4K sound. I want to be able to hear all every single soul crying in the maw. No, no you joke, but that's a thing that's out there right now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I got that, and so we'll see how it goes. A buddy of mine has this headset, and he really, really likes it, and it's a closed back. Yeah. Uh, I was going to look into getting some open back, and I saw some Sennheisers that were for sale on drop, but ultimately decided to go with closed back because I, I remembered I do podcasts, and... Having audio leaking out of the podcast headphones was probably not a good idea. Yeah, not the best. Yeah, so. Um, but yeah, that's. I think that's all it for me. I know I kind of talked a lot, but yes, that is that is my story right now, and I'm sticking to it. Well, glad to hear you're enjoying Shadowlands. 
Mm-hmm. If you hear me dozing off on the podcast, don't mind me. I'm just researching the Shadowlands some more. Henry, <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to? All right, so I streamed this week. I only streamed once, really. I, uh, I, my mission was to finally beat Outrun on stream. Outrun for the Sega Master System. Nice. So, and I did it. I actually put a lot, pulled it off pretty early in the stream, like maybe only the third run, maybe, because it's in it. It's a difficult game. Just there's things about outrun for the Sega Master System that make it difficult. For one thing, I mean, you're driving a car, but the buttons are all digital, and there's only two buttons. Oh, so so think about this for a car. You know, your there's a lot of analog on a car, like steering and gas pedal, for one, and the like. Even the brake, you know, the brake is also analog. So it's like the you can't you can't really just like you'll know, partially hold down the button to go at a speed. You kind of have to tap it if you want to go at a lower speed. And one of the real tricks of the game is, or one of the real mechanics of the game is, I guess, or strategies is, like, for certain turns, for whenever the sharper turns, when it gives you a signal that there's going to be a sharper turn, at certain points in the game, like, there's five tracks, essentially. Each time time you go to a track, there's, like, two kind of separate, you know, things you can go on. But you kind of have to tap the button so that you end up at the right speed into the turn, or else you you can hear it skid out. I mean, if you start to hear the tire screeching noise, that means you're going too fast for the for the particular turn you're on. Mm. So the other part is occasionally using the brake to get that speed down, but of course, like, it's either the brake is all on or off, so it's like you have to tap the brake a bit so you don't just go to zero, like, completely stop in the middle of the road. But, yeah, I beat it on stream pretty early, and then I decided to play Rambo for the Sega Master System. They had a Rambo for the Sega Master System? Yeah, it's basically reskinned... Well, it was another game in Japan, and they just kind of got the license reskinned it to be Rambo, but... It's basically Akari Warriors, like the original arcade game. It's or a bit like a Capcom's Commando, kind of, bit oh, okay. of like both. So it's just a top-down shooter, though it has some very weird things to it. I'll say that it has. For one thing, you can't fire backwards. You just can't. That that's not a thing in the game. Like you can't you fire, fire behind you. You can't fire while moving backwards. No, you can't fire behind you. Period. Huh. So if somebody gets behind you and shoots you, you're just fucked. So make sure everybody's always in front of you, or at least to the sides of you. You can shoot in five directions. So to the sides, diagonally, left, top, up left, and up right, and up. Whenever you press back, you fire upwards. So you can kind of use that to strafe a bit, but only, but it's not really strafing. You're kind of moving backwards, but you can move side to side while holding back. But the thing is, if you accidentally say press right, like a uh, right down, like down right, mm-hmm. you'll shoot upwards. So if you're trying to hit somebody to the side of you and you accidentally press like down right, 
then uh, you'll you'll just fire upwards, and it's completely useless. So that's it's a weird thing in the game. Only one power up can be on the screen at a time. Only two of your bullets can be on the screen at a time, and that's really annoying. So you have to be very sparing with firing any any bullets. Like, so like you maybe shoot one at a time so that you have another one to spare in case somebody pops up like right beside you. So yeah, uh, the game has some weird stuff, but I mean, I think it's I think I could one cc it uh, mm-hmm. because it, I got to the last boss and but I just didn't know what to do with the last boss because it's not clear uh, at all. But I I read a I read a uh, one written game facts about it and it told me how to beat the boss. But I'm pretty sure I could pull off in one CC of that as well. Uh, it also has no continues, just like Outrun. Outrun is like one you know you you don't get to continue the race. You just try to do it one one time, all in one time. Same thing with Rambo. Really, you have to do it all of it in one all at once, or else you yeah you can't beat the game. With two players, you can have infinite continues, but only through the second level. But that was that was that was cool. I think I might try beating that Shinobi. I could probably do, but there's just like a couple of places in the game that are just utterly frustrating. It's just like makes you want to not play, even though the rest of the game's all right. But yeah, I as far as other games I've been playing that are more modern. I played a little bit of Terra just to kind of get in on the new server and to kind of see what's going on there. And yeah, I mean it's been migrated, fully migrated. It's works fine from the new launcher, so hmm. not a not a big it wasn't a big deal. Uh one thing I will say, they moved they've taken the what's the controller settings used to be just like just a part of the menu, like as in like you just click the settings in the menu, and it was one of the tabs there. Well, they pulled it out of the menu. Now you can only pull it up with a fucking console command. You have to go into the chat and type slash controller, and that's really not fucking clear, and it's not documented anywhere. I just had to kind of yell out to the world until somebody answered me and told me how to do it. That's really fucking stupid. Especially, I imagine a lot of people play the game with a controller because it's a third-person action game, and I always play those with the controller. I those I would definitely not want to play one of those with with mouse and keyboard. I think that's stupid. But yeah, it's yeah. Getting to the fucking controller settings is now a pain in the ass. It's just real dumb. Is you have to uh, like. That's not documented anywhere. How would you just know how to do that? That's so fucking stupid. Why don't they just put that in the fucking settings menu where it used to be? Fucking ridiculous. So fucking stupid. Why do they make choices like this to make life harder? Well, so is this like a porting problem? Is this just like the home version of this thing was shitty? No, it's just at some point they made a decision to just take it out of the menu and I have no fucking clue why. It, it, I I don't know if it, it it doesn't seem like it would have anything to do with anything other than just like let's take this 
very useful menu out of the normal settings menu and make it its separate menu on the side. That's what I'm getting at. Like, I guess, like, back in... I'm not quite sure you're playing this. Like, is this, like, how this thing has always been? Is this, like... No, it's not. It's fucking not. It used to be in the menu. It was just, like, another tab in the menu. And now it's not. Like, you know, usually you bring up your settings menu, and there's a bunch of tabs, and it would have controller as one of them. It's like, it was real easy. Now they've taken it out of there and made it a fucking console command to bring up the controller menu. Like, what the fuck were they thinking? What a goddamn stupid... I I mean, whoever thought of that should be slapped. Fucking idiot. I mean, really, why why would you do that and then, but still have it around as a fucking console command in chat? Like, you do... That's literally the only thing I can think of, like, that's a console command in chat that's, like, a, like a necessary one. Like, all the other console commands in chat are just kind of normal chat commands, you know? Chat bullshit. Not an actual menu. Fucking stupid. But... So that was something they managed to fuck up, I guess, in the move. Well, it's, I mean, otherwise it's normal, but yeah, remapping your like mapping your controller now is just utterly ridiculous hmm. for no good fucking reason. But anyways, I also play, finally got around to playing Into the Breach, which is the tactical RPG roguelike put out by the same people who did FTL faster than light. It's time traveling mechs. Yeah. <laughs> and it's pretty cool. I I enjoyed it a lot. I played the heck out of it, but it also became pretty clear that there's not a whole lot of content. Like I don't see myself playing as often as I do some other games that are just have more varied content. So it's always tactical RPG battles where you you always have three mechs. Though you can have your selection, you can play the same mech or ones from different sort of teams and themes. And there are there's like uh, eight different sets of mechs that you can use. You have to buy them with achievements, which that's kind of I feel like that's kind of a cheap way of forcing you to play the game more often. And and some of the achievements just seem like kind of I don't know. Silly, but yeah, I, I, that's a weird way to. Un, I mean, it's it's. I guess it's not too. It's just kind of weird, I think, to unlock the game through that. To unlock the additional mechs, which the mechs have are pretty varied. That is, a different set of mechs has a very different play style because some of them work better in tandem with others. So. Like, for instance, one of the teams is all based on sort of combat manipulation and moving people and, like, trading places with other, with the enemies and putting them in harm's way, essentially. Because enemies can attack each other. So you can actually place enemies or push them around in such a way to have them attack each other. Another team has, uses the smoke mechanic. Anytime there's smoke on the battlefield, if with these with this team, then the smoke always does damage. 
So uh, smoke can bring be brought up by this, like leaving smoke screens by different attacks, or some in the desert. Certain areas, if you just hit them with any attack, will bring up a bunch of dust, basically doing the same thing, doing the same effect. But it's I like the tactical RPG part of it. It's fairly stripped down, but fairly deep because the mechs themselves have have a lot of there's a lot of customization that you can do to the mechs. So you can give them more life and more movement, of course, but then you can switch out their primary and secondary weapons. Mm-hmm. And instead of a secondary weapon, you could just have a secondary passive effect. For example, one passive effect uh, gives everybody more movement, basically. And another passive effect gives everybody an extra hit point of damage. And so, and so you have to make a choice. Some of the effects are powered, some are not. Some of them, some of the passive effects, you can just put them in, and they're just they just they're there and they work. You don't have to power them. Each mech has power, kind of like the way the ships work in FTL, where you have to have enough power, and then you put that power to turn on different, you know, here in this case, weapons and other upgrades and effects. And you can also choose your way. So you're trying to. Wipe out this sort of. The point of the game is you're trying to battle this sort of uh, takeover by uh, these creatures that are kind of trying to take over the realm or whatever. It's a kaiju fighting thing. Yeah, it's it's next kaiju. kaiju. Yeah. Mm. And so within that, you can choose your path through each island that you're battling on. And different. Areas will give different bonuses if you if you achieve like kind of the requirements of the battle. Like you'll get stars, which is reputation, or you'll get and you can also find energy, which if you run out of grid energy, that's what will force you to like that means the there's nothing holding the creatures back and nothing to power your mechs, and it just means that that reality is lost, and because you're a a reality jumper, you, you, uh, your, your pilots basically hop to another reality <laughs> in an attempt to find, you know, basically a reality where the creatures, the kaiju, haven't completely taken over. Yeah, the game's is, technically a roguelike at the end of the day, too, kind of. Oh, well, yeah. all the content is dynamically created. Like, the way the islands are, like, the battles on the islands... And the things you can, the rewards you can get from each battle, are completely randomized. As so, like the battles, like the even the difficulty of the battles is randomized. So, yeah, the so, but yeah, you if you fail at one, which basically means you either have your mechs all destroyed and your pilots are dead, if unless you have a special sort of. Uh, uh, ability, your pilots die if your mech gets destroyed. There's a passive that allows mechs to basically, or pilots to basically survive that, but if they all die, then that's also game over. But it's also game over if you lose all your grid energy. Grid energy is destroyed whenever creatures destroy certain buildings. You can gain more grid energy by, achieve, by doing certain achievements within a battle, such as 
like just kill five enemies is one of them. That's one of the easier ones. Or defend this train or defend this building and you can get certain bonuses for winning the battle. But yeah, it's it's I think it's fun because I like tactical RPGs. I, I like to just sit there and think about, alright, so what's the sequence of moves that I could do to win this? Also, in each battle, you can reset the turn once. Reset a turn once. So if you like get through this to the end of the turn and you realize, oh crap, I've left a I've left semi wide open or something's gonna get destroyed, you can just I, I should have made a different movement, you can just reset that turn, but only once. And that's using your reality kind of jumping power. Mm. But yeah, if the but if your grid goes to zero, if enough of the grid is destroyed, like you see basically like the land all like all of a sudden tons of creatures start burrowing and and flying in through the land. It's just like oops <laughs> This reality's boned. It's when it We're goes gonna... from being a tactical game to Earth Defense Force. Yeah, uh, this place is boned, and you just hop to another reality where the creatures haven't completely taken over. And each time you win or lose, you can take one of your pilots at their level, so pilots also level and have special abilities. But you can take one of your pilots into the next, into another jump, essentially. So the point is you're trying to free, like, to kind of clear as many of realities as possible. That's why you're hopping reality to reality, but also if you fail, then it's just like, well, I guess we have to go to another reality to try this again. But it's it's kind of that that aspect is really neat. The pilots are cool. The pilots all have like the named like the all right, so there's two types of pilots. There's sort of the kind of twelve or so special pilots that are unique. And then there's random roll pilots. Whenever you start a game, you usually start it with all random roll, but you can start it with a named one, like you can choose which one to start with. So, But that's only one of the pilots. It's kind of the leader, I guess. And then the other two are random rolls. As you play the game, you do have the chance to pick up more pilots. They will typically come from a, well... Sometimes a capsule is ejected from a failed reality in the middle of a battle. <laughs> and and you may find a pilot inside the ejected capsule. And but yeah, the the pilots are neat, like some of them have abilities as you as you level them up. They only have 3 levels to get max. But they can do things like like can move twice or yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of different abilities, like special, unique abilities. One of them can drop anywhere and cause damage to everything around it. it but yeah, the but there's only twelve unique pilots, so it's kind of there again. Like, seems like it's a little bit small in the content. I would assume eventually maybe they're going to have more, but there's but there's only four islands, and honestly, the battles start to get kind of samey. Because there's not that many creatures, also. There's not that many enemies. I, I guess there's a certain amount, and some of them are unique to each island, but it really just feels like there's not a lot of content. I guess, how far and, have you gotten to it? Because I, I played this game a while back and thought it was like, it's, it's not my bread and butter at the end of the day. It's, it's a tactics game, so it's not what I'm kind of super into. I remember there being a fair amount of variety to it, but I also didn't stick with it for super long. I 
for some reason I got the impression there's like what there's five islands or something if I remember correctly. Yep, five islands, and then there's a sixth one that yeah. you, that's always the end game. And once you actually win two islands, then you can go ahead and go into the end game. So, or four, there's only four islands. There's five, oh yeah, there's five total with the, including the sort of end game one. Yeah. And you can go, but you can go to the end game one after two, after two, if once you've, uh, f- like, freed two islands, or defended two islands, I guess. But, yeah, it just, it seems like there's, it's not a lot of content. I mean, FTL was kind of a big universe, and there's a lot of different content. I think one of the cool things about FTL was there was content that wasn't combat-based. A lot of it. Like, some of it, you just go to a planet, and, like, a thing happens, but it's not a battle. Or it's a shop. Or it's a, you pick somebody up, or and you're trying, you have to escort them somewhere. So, yeah, FTL had a lot of non-combat content. I think that may be what Into the Breach needs. They're also pretty really. different games, though. At the end of the day, though, too. But I think Into the Breach would also do well with. It, it would be cool if the islands were a little bit bigger, and there was just non-combat content, like things that could happen that aren't just related to yeah, just related directly to combat. It's all combat. The entire game is just tactical RPG. Which also means, I don't know, there's also not a lot of story going on. So, and I feel like that's, I think that may be what's also making the game feel a bit empty. There's there's just the story of, well, there's these kaiju attacking. But that's it. You don't get any backgrounds. Like, there's no telling about, I mean, it seems like it would be a cool universe. But there's nothing to really portray that. Like, the leaders of each island seem interesting, but you don't get to hear anything more than, like, a couple of lines from from the leaders of each island. That's it. And so, yeah, there's... I guess that may be what makes the game feel empty, is there's really not much narrative going on. The battles themselves are very cool. I enjoy tactical RPGs a lot, and this has a good system, like, a good fairly simplistic system. I mean, you have you can move around, you have attacks. There is a weird thing of that if you attack first, then you can't move after that. But yeah, I think that's the probably the one weird thing I would say about the mechanics of the game, but otherwise, I mean, the mechanics of the game are super solid, but yeah, that's I just feel like it's kind of void of content. I mean, the pilots, even the named pilots, or the unique pilots, I should say, are all seem very cool and unique, but you learn nothing about them. Like, nothing. You're like, you don't get to learn any more about them other than, other than the name, and that's also, that's also, I feel like, a missed opportunity. Like, when you, maybe, at the very least, when you beat the game with one of them, you know, to give you a little more story, but you don't get any of that. So... I feel like there's this really cool world here with so much narrative potential, but they tell nothing of the story. Like, nothing is is really told. I mean, I guess their story is just the battles, but that's that just seems kind of half of the story. So, yeah. I mean, I guess my thing is, like, 
I enjoy the mechanics and the combat of it, but and I I like the fact that you kind of have to, especially if you're playing in normal or hard mode, have to think about like difficult choices and hard losses. Like, well, I guess that building's just gonna have to be destroyed because I have no way of getting to it, or I have to take out this creature first, and but who's going to has the potential to do a lot more damage? But to do that, I have to leave off this weaker creature who is already set who is going to destroy a building or you know sacrificing mech damage you know to to do things tactically but yeah i don't know there's i feel like there's so much more potential with the game but it feels like they may have spent way less time on into the breach than they did on ftl didn't FTL so, get a bunch of expansions to it too over the years and stuff like that? It did. It yeah. got some expansions. And hopefully Into the Breach gets expansions because I'm not sure about it's been a while a it's been out a while, hasn't it? Like a year or so? I think. I mean I'm getting to it pretty late. I'd have to look that up, but I don't know, it's weird. But I, I would say if you like tactical RPGs Definitely check out Into the Breach. I got it free on the Epic Store. I'd been meaning to pick it up anyways, but then I saw it free. But, hmm. yeah, I, but only if you like tactical RPGs. Otherwise, you're not going to find a lot of fun in it, because, like I said, there's not a lot of narrative. Oh, it's very a tactical RPG. Yeah, but it's not, it's in-depth for the mechs and how you kind of choose what weapons to use with the mechs and which power-ups to use and which, uh, like additional abilities, I guess, but it's still—I'd say it's pretty simplistic. It's a very stripped-down, back-to-basics type of tactical RPG. There's not a—it's—it's it's, whereas something like Final Fantasy Tactics is way, or you know, Ogre Tactics, or like some you know any of the newer like Disgaea is way ridiculously deeper. Like you don't have to think about alignments and the. Pilots getting along with with each other. They always get along with each other. That's never a thing you have to think about. Or, you know, some of them being more in tune with each other. That's not a thing in this game, it seems like. But, and I think that's another kind of, maybe, you know, that could have been a cool mechanic. But, yeah, I just feel like, though it's stripped down, back to basics, which can be a lot of fun. There again, it doesn't take a lot of rules or mechanics to make something good or difficult, like Paddock Go has very few actual, you know, mechanics. Same with chess, it's not that complex. So, but yeah, I'm I'm not complaining about the complexity, I'm complaining about what feels like a lack of narrative. So, but yeah. But, that's, I guess that's my week. Sure. Played games, played yeah. a couple of games. Nah, the the Valhalla patch I've been waiting to come through finally came through on PC, so that game mm. plays better, but also at the same time somehow worse a little bit. But it's <sighs> more playable. Like it's the game feels less fragile, but I've also now encountered a couple moments where the game just goes, "I'm a crash now," and I'm like, "I don't know if you were doing this previously, but yeah, this sucks." But still having fun with that game. Uh, it truly is the worst Assassin's Creed game, but the best I you want to be a Viking video game ever. Uh, it's 
I'm enjoying it, which means a bunch of Assassin's Creed fans out there are unhappy. <laughs> and I feel bad for those people where it's like, no, no, you, you guys want an Assassin's Creed game? That's cool. Like, the number of times in the, like, the last like, couple play sessions I've had for the game where it's like, okay, you need to stealth this. And I go, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Just viking my way through a castle or something where it's like, yeah, the fact that you just went loud right off the bat didn't matter at all, it turns out. And not like, subtly loud, like blowing a war horn to call in my raiding crew, because I'm like, let's fuck shit up! I get more XP for brutal combat! Let's <laughs> That's do this! Weird because, at least in the other games, like, it would, like, it would take you out of sync if you started, like, going too nuts instead of, like, being stealthy. Oh no, so, so that's the problem. You're playing a Viking. The game is very, like, and, like, there's been some interesting articles written on this topic where basically it's like, whatever the fuck a modern Assassin's Creed game is, is so far removed from what an Assassin's Creed game used to mean that the fact that it's like, no, like the last two games have been plagued by the fact that your character has been kind of like, no, I'm an honorable warrior that just murdered 93 people. And in this game, like, you're a fucking Viking. Go do Viking bullshit. You're like, finally, you get what this franchise is about now. But it's not. The franchise, they just need to drop the Assassin's Creed. Oh, yeah, no, and just I, again, it... like, and, and that goes back to my, like, I'm enjoying this game, which means a bunch of, like, hardcore Assassin's Creed fans are miserable because this game is so not an Assassin's Creed game. Like yeah, it's it's not even funny how not an Assassin's Creed game it is. Like there, I, I, there again, that just seems. I just still think that's fucking stupid. Just take the goddamn name off the game and oh, yeah. call it something else. Just call it a new series. Like I, it's I, I not think like, I said all of this back when we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's yeah I, the the number of times I've used the free running system for anything but like synchronizing points and like doing really dumb bullshit. I have a weird habit in this game of getting ahead of the story while I'll go wipe out a fort that I have to go take back in a story mission. I'm like, no, I already killed everyone in this fort, but I guess they respond, but okay. But, yeah, it's just... I don't know. Why why call it Assassin's Creed? Why I, fucking bother? I mean, it's kind of like the new God of War. Just call it a different game, because it's I, not God of War. Oh, yes, it is. The, the new God of War game has significantly more to do with previous God of Wars than this game does Assassin's Creed in some ways. But that's kind of splitting hairs at that point. Yeah, I, it's... I, the other big kind of gamey thing I got up to this past week is I have done a big chunk of the new Destiny raid. It is... Oh. Yeah, I, I, did, um, I didn't get all through all of it. I got to the last encounter in... Deepstone Crypt. I like this raid. I like it a lot. Um, it definitely is one of the hardest encounters in the game, which I like. It, it feels like a D1 raid, which I think a lot of people that are only familiar with D2 raids are finding a little bit off-putting, a little bit complicated, but I like it. It's got some interesting stuff going on. It's actually got some lore thrown at you by a spoken AI character. i it's got some cool things going on with it. Like, there's a platforming section I don't actually hate because it's pretty and you're out in the vacuum of space and stuff. I, It's cool. I, I like it. I think it's... This is the first D2 raid that I think cracks my list of, like, okay, it's on par with some of the better D1 raids, I think. It's also kind of fun getting into the raid before my clan's good at it, so we're still a little bit 
struggling through encounters. I yeah, I I won't go full spoilers on that. If you want that, go check out uh, Armchair Guardians. I think we're talking about that this week, but yeah, I I've done I I got some loot out of it. There's some neat guns. Um, it's definitely one of the better things. Now, it's one of the better raids out there. I think like I, I'm controversial in my clan for not liking Last Wish as my favorite raid. I think Scourge, which got removed, is one of the better raids they've done in a long time. This one I think is probably the best in D2 both of removed content and available content right now, but mm. yeah, I, it's, I, the one everyone in my clan likes off that I hate is, um, Garden of Salvation. I'm just, it's, the fights in that raid are really cool. The not fights in that raid, I think are unbelievably lame. And there's no part of this thing I think of as lame. There's some stuff I think is like blindingly hard. And what the fuck were you thinking? But I kind of like that in a Destiny raid mechanic, so long as it's like, no, no, here's what you do, and it's all about execution. It's not like it's not like, yeah, here's some bullshit you have to deal with. Like it's, yeah, there's a timer and stuff like that. But once you kind of get it down, you're doing stuff correctly. You can kind of get it done. It, it, it's one of the raids. Also, it's a kind of through line of the techniques. I think they've gotten really good at this, where it's they introduce a kind of mechanic early on, and by the end of the raid, you're not. You're still using that mechanic, but you've kind of compounded on it in a couple ways that expand it out into new and different ways, where it's like, oh, this one revolves around kind of passing a buff back and forth through a terminal, which both thematically and mechanically, I think, fits really well to what this raid is. I There's some weird and cool stuff in this raid. Like, you go to space. You get launched into drop pods in space at one point. It's like, what the fuck is going on with this raid? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's neat. Yeah, I haven't been I haven't been playing Destiny two. Yeah, I still don't I still don't see you feel a strong reason to do it. I have not been going as hard as I thought I was going to be. I I'm kind of falling back into kind of a single player game rhythm right now. I think it's also like Cyberpunk is on the horizon, and I spent a lot of time kind of digging into this week exactly how boned I thought I was in the hey are my graphics cards and stuff gonna be actually capable of running cyberpunk well given the hell i've had with valhalla and the reality is like my 980 i still have on my machine is superior to a 1060 like it when you start getting into a bunch of weird numbers the 980 was this magical card that like for the time it came out was fucking bullshit expensive and i bought it towards the end of its life cycle or its optimal life cycle so i got a hell of a deal on it but it's like yeah it's like it's it's not a 1080 but it's closer than maybe it should be and you're probably fine for the foreseeable future. Valhalla just ran like ass. And to their point, yeah, the the fixes for that thing have dramatically improved that game. Like the game, as part of this patch, got a hell of a lot prettier looking. All of a sudden, yeah, I, the children are still nightmares, but that's a whole separate topic. <laughs> God, that game has some bad faces. <laughs> Yeah, unless it's a main player, unless it's a main NPC or the player character, everyone kind of looks like garbage. And like you have a bunch of NPC shopkeepers who are just like, "Oh man, they put a lot of money into Ava- into Avor, which is cool, and no money into the non mainline NPCs." Neat. Uh, it's uh, you have a very weird moment in that game too. Where you'll encounter like uh, the two brothers that show up, where one of the brothers is super detailed, and one of them is weirdly generic. And I'm sitting there going. Okay, how long till I kill generic brother? 
Because Detailed Brothers obviously going to be around for a while. Because <laughs> they put some money in on his ass. Yeah, no, nah, nothing super eventful. I picked up a bunch of tabletop stuff in the Black Friday things that happened. The, the joys of digital PDFs and them being like, here, fucking have them for free, basically. So I'm stocked up for a little while. I It's been a weird week. Like, I, I had five days off from work including the weekend, so I have no, I have an even worse concept of time now. Yeah, it's... Oh, yeah, yeah I, that. <laughs> I had, yeah, I had Wednesday through Saturday or Sunday off when recording this, and it's like, oh, God, what the fuck am I doing? When did I do what this week? I don't know. Thanksgiving happened. I remember that, but it's also kind of a blur. <laughs> but, yeah, that's about it. I Nothing super eventful. Cyberpunk can't come soon enough. I've... It's weird to think that, like, two weeks from now we'll be talking about that game, for better or worse, in theory. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> well, that being said, news? Yeah, I think it's time for some news. Uh, so we'll start this one off with some just absolutely bizarre news this week. Uh, Heroes of the Storm got an update and it brought Hogger to it? Yeah, I, apparently that was a thing. I Not much more to the story than that, except, yeah, they had a new character to Heroes of the Storm, a game that I was pretty sure was, like, dead and buried and backburdered, and it's Hogger, which, fantastic joke, but also, like, I feel like he should have been in there from the beginning for the meme purposes, but what the fuck do I know? I like that they added him uh, the same week that their new expansion came out for Warcraft, so... Kind of people who play Heroes of the Storm probably play WoW, and there's a good chance that more of them are in WoW than fucking Heroes of the Storm right now. So, there's a real missed opportunity where if okay. they don't have like a bunch of just like world bosses chilling in the Shadowlands, they fucked up. Like Hogger should be somewhere in the Shadowlands. I don't think they've found him yet, but we have found other. Like, they actually do have a lot of characters who've died in the lore you're yeah. finding in the Shadowlands. So. I heard, like, the dude's wife from the Badlands is around. Yes. Yeah, she's she there, is. apparently. She's apparent, She's in Maldraxxus. She was a pretty big warrior, which is why she died, kind of thing. So, yeah. She's out there. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Where to go from there? Uh, speaking of other things no one thought would ever happen, let's talk about Fortnite for a second. A coming oh, kind of full loop on the free-to-play model, they're now going to start offering a cosmetic subscription. Oh, they're going in for the sub? Essentially, yeah. Interesting. Well, and again, for a game that offers nothing but cosmetics for kind of personalization, I, there's no armor, there's no loot, there's no anything like that. Yeah, it's... Yep. Hmm. It's called Fortnite I mean... Crew. I mean, good on you if you play that, I guess, yeah. but. Feels weird for a fucking game like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know what to say about that one. That just seems odd. I. It seems to be kind of like a season pass for the battle passes almost, because it comes with, I think it's a thousand V-Bucks, whichever that equals, and the, and the battle pass, I guess, like, whatever the fuck that means at this point in time, because there's a free-to-play battle pass to go along with the paid battle pass, that's how that seems to work, but 
I, yeah, sure. I'm mostly yeah. mad about the fact that every time I read about Fortnite now, I learn the phrase back bling is still a thing people are saying, and that makes me die inside slightly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where to go from there? Um, let's talk about Fallout 76. Hmm. Uh, so they released a update a week early, whether intentionally or not is still up for some debate. They no, it was, oh, it was unintentional. It was unintentional? Absolutely unintentional. <laughs> of course. Yeah. So that dropped a week early. The patch went out ahead of schedule for Xbox and Windows 10 players. And yeah, and but the problem is because the patch wasn't out kind of officially by their actual timeline, it locked a bunch of players out of all those players out of playing. So if you played on Xbox or or on Windows PC, then you got locked out of the game for a week. Good job. Way to keep being a fucking garbage fire. Even when you fail on this one, you like even when you succeed, you fail. Like, oh, we put this patch out a week early. Uh, no, no, we didn't actually. Whoops. Did you guys remember to update the fucking actual server? Uh, no. Well, uh, we'll just say it's a bug, and uh, yeah, we'll lock those players out. <laughs> I gotta say though, I mean, you can't find new bugs if you can't fucking launch the game, right? Yeah, so basically what happened is, like, the update downloaded, and then once it finished, then their game client would say that their, it was told them that their game client was out of date, and they couldn't relaunch Fallout 76. So, good job! Later, fuck it up. <laughs> but hey, they added wheelchairs, so that's a good thing? Yeah, so yeah, it was, that was off of a request, which... You know, way to do one thing right, finally, ever. So Though I wouldn't be about- surprised if a week from now we start seeing reports of wheelchairs break the game in some awful way. Like, like people sit in them and they just float up out of the map or, yeah. like, fall through the map or, you know, it, it destroys combat. I don't know. I, I fully expect the wheelchair launch to even, like, somehow fuck up. But... But yeah, that was off of a request, which I think it's cool. That's it's uh, inclusion is good, but I'm just saying that Fallout 76 might fuck it up, ultimately. But yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Speaking of bands, let's talk about PS5 for a second. In possibly my favorite move of the week, and I'm not sure why this is my favorite move of the week. So, if you have PlayStation Plus for PS5, you get access to something called the PlayStation Collection, which is a cool kind of curated list of a bunch of kind of big PlayStation 4 games that, like, are the must-owns, if you will. Uncharted, I believe it's got um, Ghost of Tsushima in there. It's a bunch of really good games. Some enterprising people were trying to sell that access to non-PS5 users, and that resulted in accounts getting banned. Oh. <laughs> Fucking bopped. 
Well, so, and before you kind of be like, well, you shouldn't buy stolen shit. No, no, it's the people selling it that are getting the bans, which I think is fantastic, but. Yeah. That's fucking hilarious. And a lot of people are pulling that we had no idea this would happen. It's like, no, it's, it's pretty exclusively poor PS5, like. Idiots. Yeah. Like, oh. Consequences of my actions. How are you? I Beyond <laughs> that, we're just, it's like. How did they catch me? You're one of the 800 people that own a PS5. But how did they catch me? You're not part of a large uh, community yet. There's not that many of you out there. Now where to go from here? Want to talk about Squeenix for a second? Sure. You want good news or bad news about Squeenix first? (laughs) Um, Let's do the good news, I guess. Uh, so, good news, depending on who you are, Squeenix is going to start implementing a permanent work-from-home program starting in December, which is great. Further asking yeah. the question of why the fuck do offices exist for certain jobs? Yeah. I do... Th- I mean, now, I do think that collaboration, I just feel like collaboration is a little easier when you're in the same room. But, I mean, given the tools we have now, I mean... I, I guess the thing is, like, casual collaboration is a little bit harder. Like, you know, you would just otherwise be able to walk to somebody's desk and talk about a thing. And easily, you could also easily see if they're busy. And that's less clear if you're using, you know, whatever Discord or whatever thing you're using to actually connect to each other in the office. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, but, yeah, I do agree that there are probably a lot of jobs where it's like, no, we actually could just work from home, and I think you know Squeenix is seeing that. Hey, you know what? That means we pay less on building space. Yeah, and somebody believes in a hybrid model, I guess, essentially, where for certain jobs the option should always exist. Where it's like, no, like I think, and this is kind of from a pure practical standpoint. Like growing up, there were numerous times that kind of my parents had to make complicated decisions because. They both work. It's like, okay, someone's home sick. What do we do? Like, imagine if you had the option. It's like, you, you, want, you want to stay home with your sick kid or something because they're sick. But like, no, they're going to be conked out the entire day. You still could, in theory, get some work done kind of thing. Like, the work-at-home option's always a good thing. And also, like, yeah, we've all had jobs that were basically bullshit where it's like, why am I going into an office? No, but actually, why am I going into an office for this job? <laughs> I, could, I have Excel at home. And every job obviously qualifies for that, but yeah, I want the bad now. Hit us. Sure. Some of that little gem called Marvel's Avengers that I was very disparaging of, and then it came out and people tried to spin it real hard. Hmm. Yeah, it turns yeah. out that game did not sell well at all. Go figure. I... Red Dead Redemption didn't sell that well? Hmm? Did I say that again, Alex? No, oh, I... Sorry, no, I... Spaced out here for a second. I thought you were talking about was it Red Dead for a second here? No, no, we're, we're talking Space. about Marvel's Avengers. Oh, Marvel's Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it is not. It it probably has not even kind of recouped its own development costs yet. Surprising, no one on this podcast. But I mean, when the characters look really like the characters look like great value versions of the original, like. Yeah, you ordered them off of Wish.com. Yeah, they're like Wish.com Avengers, essentially. But yeah, it, it's no fucking it just surprise. It's really kind of dull and boring. Yeah. 
Well, if you're wondering kind of on the scale of how much of a failure this thing was, they're anticipating a $67 million loss Oof. because of this. Oof. That's rough. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that's crazy considering their DLC plan for the fucking seasons per character. Yeah. Well, if you guys remember that fucking thing. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, God. I pray the DLC is still coming, so that's a thing. So, eh. Mm. Well, we'll see. I mean, if they haven't made that much money off of it, I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, well, you know, since we really didn't make that much money, yeah, all the DLC is free, but you might get, like, one or two, and that's it. Like, fucking yikes, man. Yeah. Apparently, the, uh, Next-gen Xbox and uh, PlayStation versions have been delayed till next year, pending some improvements. Um, mm. I'm not sure how much you can improve this game, really, but I... Mm. I mean, at least it's not Anthem. Nah, I've played both. Anthem's better still. <laughs> I had fun playing Anthem. I cannot say that about the Avengers game. Oh, that sucks. Uh, I, I actually know some people who play it, and I think they, they enjoy it, but I, they're kind of just fans of the Marvel franchise, so it could be kind of a certain nostalgia factor. Yeah, I, you have to be a significantly bigger comic book fan than I am capable of being to enjoy that game. That I, I'm i trying to remember I'm trying to remember the last game prior to the Avengers kind of demo thing I played, the, the beta I was in that I actively wanted my time back afterwards. Like, I, it's... That thing's up there with the quiet man in my book for totally different reasons of just, you put this game out here, why the fuck did you put this game out here kind of thing? Like, the <laughs> quiet man's just a bad game through and through. The Avengers one is, you could have made a good game, but you didn't. You made this. And... This exists. How do you sleep at night? Yeah. That's a shame. Like I said, I, I know people who really like that game, and that's Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, I assume you can have fun with that game. Like, I, I, that game with all your friends in the lobby doing stuff, I suspect is a game that on paper you can enjoy. I just think you have to be a real big fan. Like, the MCU has to mean more to you on a personal level than any movie has meant to me ever, I think. Like, you have mm. to be, like, really into Marvel in a way that I just am not. And I got nothing but respect for that policy, but at the same time, like, that is some hard rose-colored glasses at that point. You're like, yeah, we're playing the Avengers game. Yes, you're playing the Avengers game. The shitty, horrible Avengers game. <laughs> Like, and I can think of nice things to say about it, but they're few and far between. Like, the the game's biggest crime is that it's bad, it's just kind of forgettable. Hmm. Yeah, there, there's fun to be had in that game. It's just fleeting and buried under a large pile of beige, and you're like, yeah, no, this is the khakis of video games. Unoffensive and not all that fun. Like, at least some games are so bad they're entertaining. This one's just kind of, yep, I exist. Let's talk about... Yeah, if I can't even finish that joke, it's so generic. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something else to talk about smooth jazz kids or something like that, but my God, it's even too exciting for 
the Avengers video game. Alright. Moving on from that, Red Dead Online. You know that multiplayer mode for that Red Dead game will become its own standalone thing on December 1st, meaning you too can experience the not good part of Red Dead Redemption and play the increasingly bizarre and kind of maligned online mode that some people really seem to like and some people really seem to hate. So it's a multiplayer mode from Rockstar. Uh, yeah, no, I think this is a smart move on their part. They've already decided to move the uh, PlayStation Online experience kind of next-gen separate, so, yeah. I can't tell if you have to buy this, though. If this was free-to-play, that'd be brilliant. You have to buy it, it looks like, which is... I mean, four ninety nine for the online. I guess is that's not neat. bad. Actually, I, I take that that's, back. That's fine. Four ninety nine yeah. introductory price until February fifteenth. In which case, it goes up to twenty bucks. That's still not bad in some ways. That's like still indie game pricing. Like that's as, as many yeah. issues as I have with this thing. It's at least worth indie money. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, actually, I was wondering what they were going to sell it for, but that's actually that's not bad at all. No. Feel gross saying that. <laughs> I wanted to say something mean about it, but I fucking yeah. can't. I mean, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. So you want to be more low. disparaging, but you're like, oh, five bucks for this? Fuck it, whatever. Twenty bucks yeah. maximum. That's fine. I, I, yeah. I bought a I bought a sandwich that was twenty bucks once. It was fine. <laughs> God damn them! I want to be mad at Rockstar for this, but I kind of can't. Like, have you been following difficult. the kind of crazy road to GTA Six thing they're plotting right now? No. Uh, I guess something happened in Grand Theft Auto V Online, and people think it's leading towards the next um, Grand Theft Auto, which I... someone pointed out to me today, or a couple days ago, that what was the last game you knew of that was on three different consoles? Three different console generations, because Grand Skyrim. Theft Auto V takes that. Did Skyrim, Skyrim make three different console generations? I mean, if you count, like, the Samsung fridge and all the other stuff they No, done, I don't. I'm, sure I'm, I'm saying, like, <laughs> it was on the 360, it was on the Xbox Series X, or the X-Bone, but it's not on the most recent one. Grand Theft Auto V was on the Xbox 360, the X-Bone, and the Series X. Are you sure it's not on the new one? It, it might be. I haven't heard. It's gotta be. I mean, that. hell, Microsoft just bought fucking Bethesda, didn't they? There's Maybe no not, way they're yeah. not gonna fucking throw Skyrim on there. Hmm. You could argue it's on there via backwards compatibility, but I'm not sure that's really the argument we're making. Mm. I don't think it's there yet. It'd be pretty funny if it came there, but... Mm. Don't know. It's just in Skyrim coming to every console ever. Even ones that can't run on, like the Nintendo. Not the Nintendo that you're thinking of, the old Nintendo on 812 cartridges. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) God, I would actually play that. That was the dumpster of cartridges you have to kind of slot into each other. <laughs> that was more of a Sega thing, though, wasn't it? The kind of compounding cartridges. Uh, maybe? I don't remember. Doesn't matter. Watch Dogs Legion's online mode has been delayed to next year. It was already delayed a little bit, but now it's a full-on next year thing. So, sorry, Watch Dogs Legion fans. Hmm. What is the buzz around that game in either of your circles? I thought that game came out and nothing has been talked about it. Like, it's like, it exists! 
I have not played it at all. I didn't I, even know it was out. <laughs> to be honest, well, the three of us, Henry was going to be able to play it probably of the kind of us group. But like, yeah, I just haven't picked it up. Yeah, I, so. I still hear stuff about games though, and I have heard nothing. It's like, yeah, this game's out there, and and it's out there. It is a game. Yeah, it is. It came out like almost a month ago now. Yeah, it came out around the same time that um, I think it was like a week or two before Valhalla did. So there were some concerns about that kind of cannibalizing its sales or something. But, yeah, I I heard nothing but, like, yeah, it had some save issues and had the kind of, yep, Ubisoft needs to put a big patch out to fix some bullshit thing, but I think we're past that all mess, and now it's just kind of like, yeah, it's a game. But I digress. All right, where to go from here? I guess it was very last but not least time. All right, we got another AOC played Among Us update for you. This time it was with uh, how do you pronounce that guy's last name? Sing. 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 Yeah. Jamit yeah. Singh. Yeah. I apologize, I'm not pronouncing that right. But uh, yes, Alexandria Ocasio or Cortez played Jamit Singh in Among Us with a few other people. I think like Hasanavi was playing. Yep. Uh, who else? Corp. I can't remember who was already was on there, but I think Corpse was in there. Maybe. Uh, um, I yeah, I don't remember everybody that was playing to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but mm. yeah, uh, he is the he is the uh, he is a member of Parliament and the leader of Canada's new Democrat Democratic Party. So I mean, he's he's kind of a major figure in in politics in Canada. So. Yeah, uh, I think that's that's pretty cool. Uh, I think I think it's just I I think that's neat. I think definitely we're seeing like these younger generations of people that like that are that are obviously it's like you know we're we're starting to see more and more gamers into politics because for like I I'd say like Generation X and down. People have played are more likely to play video games, mm-hmm. and so we're just going to see more of this where the younger generations are finally making it into politics. And but I, I do think it's kind of, uh, I think it's interesting to see, especially in this case, like an international, uh, in an international sort of uh, gameplay or between politicians from different countries. And I think that for me that that made that makes that even more interesting when, than when she initially played, or the first time that she played and streamed anyways. But yeah, the yeah, I think that's interesting, and I'm sure they have a VOD of it if you want to see how that oh, went. Oh, probably. Yeah. But, but a lot oh. of the same people were involved in this when that were in the other, other game, so it's not, not a big surprise who all was also playing at the same time. So Pretty long stream. It was like six-hour stream. So, definitely didn't, like, get on and, like, play a few hours and be like, or play, like, 30 minutes and be like, oh, yeah, I'm done. I played once. I, I played a token game. No, they played a marathon. <laughs> they did. The other thing, a... too, that they don't talk about, by the way, is they raised money for six different charities during that six-hour stream. Mm-hmm. And they raised over $200,000 uh, for six relief efforts, actually. Um, I'm trying to find which ones here. Uh, it's the Make the Road New York, 
the Elmcore Youth and Adult Activities, Inc., the Street Vendor Project, Neighborhood Housing Services of Queens, CTC, the Jewish Community Council of Pelham Parkway, and then Legal Services, NYC. So they, uh, they not only did they play, they raised over $200,000 for six relief efforts uh, for, like, New York, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, which is massive. Yeah. But yeah, pretty awesome. So, yeah, I mean, and it's also like, uh, yeah, they're they're doing this for a good cause. They were, they're all, you know, there was, there was a reason, you know, so, sort of a reasoning for it. So, yeah, I think that's cool. I think it's interesting. Yeah. And last but not least, we have a bunch of articles that got out there, and I'm starting to worry again because there's been too many people writing about this, but um, Cyberpunk is definitely coming out on December 12th. Please, for the love of God, let it come out on December 12th. (laughs) The number of articles out that have to be concerned it might not be coming out on December 12th is a little bit unsettling. But, yeah, join us two weeks from now to see if that actually happened or not. (laughs) (laughs) I, I'm not even that excited for the game. It's more I just want this thing to come out so we can stop being like the memes and all that bullshit. We actually get our hands on it and just be like, yep, it's a video game, or yep, it's the best video game ever made, or I, I don't know what a third option to that one is. <laughs> it caused me to go blind and gave me elbow cancer. I don't know. But yeah, that more or less does it for this week. Slow week kind of moving into December at this point. Um, Thanksgiving happened in the States, which typically slows down a bunch of this stuff. Um, yeah, hopefully there'll be more next week. Or I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying the fact that we haven't had like a big problem to talk about in the last couple weeks. It's it's back to video games, at least temporarily, which I think is a nice change of pace with the everything happening right now. Uh, from what I heard, and this is just from very sort of not, you know, just kind of casual sources, I guess, is that... The Black Friday this time around wasn't as nuts as it usually is, which yeah, that's kind of like sigh of relief because there again it's like, you know, yeah, the people who choose to like go there in mass, are like you know, fuck them, they're being idiots. But I feel bad for the people that actually work at these shops. Yep. On Black Friday, anyways, and then Black Friday in the midst of a deadly pandemic, also that's worse. So. But yeah, apparently it was a lot more kind of, you know, not as ridiculous and more chilled out where a lot of people just chose to stay home and do shopping online, which is a thing you can fucking do. Good on you, holiday shoppers, for not being bad people. Yeah. Is yeah, so yeah, in case case people don't know, you know, our international listeners don't know, Black Friday is Friday after Thanksgiving and somehow they created a completely nakedly consumer holiday out of it. And it's dumb and stupid and shouldn't exist. Anyways. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah, I just thought I'd... Because, uh, yeah, yeah, usually we might get some stupid news coming out of Black Friday. Oh, we typically do, yeah. 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 We have no emails this week, but if you wanted to contact us, how would you go about doing that, Alex? 
Uh, very simple. You would get your email client over your choosing, and uh, you would go ahead and punch in wickedawesomecast at gmail.com uh, when it comes to the uh, email address, and then just go ahead and write your message. Still what's, waiting for all your fan art. So, uh, What's that address again, Henry? That is wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Spells it sounds down the show notes, etc. etc. Although the best way of contacting Alex these days might be to whisper him in WoW. Probably, yeah. <laughs> if you do that, we will pay a special attention to your messages. <laughs> what server you want again, Alex? I'm on Area 52. But you can also uh, you can also just fucking hit me up on my Battle.net. I mean, my Twitch profile has my Battle.net tag and all there. that, so it's not like I'd keep it in a secret. I always forget that's a thing. Yeah. So, yeah, hit me up. Let me know if you uh, found it through the podcast. Say hi and all that jazz. But, uh, yeah. Did anyone show up for your Twitch streams on the podcast or nah? Actually, yeah. Uh, Jeff showed up. Henry showed up. Had a couple other friends. An old coworker of mine popped in. Nice. Um, actually, let me double check. Uh, where am I at with the fundraising? I think uh, I'm at 131 bucks so far. Nice. So, yeah, I think I'll keep streaming for the rest of the the rest of the year at this point to raise a little bit more. But yeah, and of course, you know, thank you to those who donated, including uh, I believe Henry, you also donated, and I gave you a shout out during the stream. So, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you to all those who tuned in and helped me out and all that stuff. So, yeah, <laughs> appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and of course, if you want to find me on all that stuff, uh, it's mail online across the board. We haven't uh, done that part Twitch. of this podcast yet, but I suppose we can start doing that part. Yeah. You- so on Twitch, Facebook Gaming, and YouTube, if you just look for Mave Online, that's my channel. And so uh, as Shetland stuff is going on, I'll be streaming some more stuff. I did stream a good chunk of my leveling experience. Uh, I didn't do the last part of it just because I was just kind of playing through it and enjoying it and all that jazz. But um, probably as I start doing some of the dungeons and other content, I'll stream some of that and we'll see how it goes. It's Like I said, I've, I've had some fun so far playing Shadowlands and... I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be all right, but we'll see. So there's still, I mean, there's still some issues, but you know, it's still early for the most part. But we'll see. I had the incredibly bad luck of every single time I jumped in to watch you weren't streaming because I think you were like stuck in a queue. Yeah, I was stuck in a queue for a good chunk of it. So like a good chunk of my actual streaming plans didn't go through as original, just because I was stuck in fucking three hour queues trying to get Jesus. to the server. So, and that was consistent. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. I think that does it for this week's well, episode. Well, um, f- well, for me, yeah, just gonna add yeah. that I am Kraken Zero. That's spelled Z E R zero on Twitch, on Facebook, and on Instagram. And generally, uh, not always. I've kind of forgotten a few times. But if I'm streaming, I'm usually going to be putting it out on my social media. So. I would also tell you when I'm going to be streaming, but yeah, that's that's the easiest way to get a hold of me. I mean, I yeah, you can basically search for Kraken Zero on any of those platforms, and you will find me. So yeah, I'm still Mordak on almost everything. More M O R D four K. That's worth following me on. Go find me. I'll start streaming again eventually. 
I was doing okay for a little while, then my other schedules got out of hand, and that kind of crashed and burned into itself. But, yeah. Maybe I'll do stuff with Cyberpunk. Just silent playthroughs of that game. <laughs> I, that, and that's always my problem, too, where it's like, I stream Valhalla, except for the fact that it's like, I just want to play Valhalla. Like, I can meme over it some, but that's not really what I'm going for. It's like, eh, no, let's not play this bullshit. Mm. Die nine yeah. times trying to do something stupid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely don't stream all the games I play, and neither do a lot of people. I mean, I guess some do, but yeah, it's like watching me play Into the Preach would be real boring. Like, really boring, because it's me staring at the screen for several minutes, like, hmm, hmm, wondering, basically, wondering through what I'm going to do. So, yeah, I don't, I definitely don't, I, that's why I end up streaming kind of older games a lot more often, but, like, old consoles. Anyways. Yeah. I think this does it for this week. Anyone want to close it out or should I just do it? Kill them at all! Oh. <laughs>